Welcome to Rooting For You, a seasonal gardening podcast for non-experts. I'm Tess and I know nothing. And I'm Elise and I know some things. Each week we'll chat about one gardening topic and then discuss the effort reward payoff by asking, is the juice worth the squeeze? Just a heads up, there might be a bit of swearing in this episode. You've been warned. So in last week's episode, when we were talking about what you can grow in this last month of winter, Elise mentioned heat mats when we were talking about our mini greenhouse and greenhouses for growing seeds. And we said then that we needed a separate episode. So here we are today doing an episode all about heat mats, what they are, when we might need them, how to use them. So Elise, let's get started. Can you paint a picture here of what a heat mat actually is and what it looks like? Totally. Good place to start, hey? <laughs> a heat mat looks a bit like a chopping board-sized plastic mat with an electrical cord and plug on it. Is it soft, rubbery, or hard yep. like a chopping board? Soft. Okay. It's basically a mini electric blanket. Oh, yeah. Okay. Isn't that cute? So it plugs in the same, has metal running through it that heats it up, and then instead of having like a – fabric coating it has a plastic coating over it how hot does it get i don't know temperature wise have you ever touched it when it's on yeah yeah it's warm i would actually say it feels like an electric blanket as in like i could cuddle up on the couch with it (laughs) and be very happy fancy ones have like temperature gauges on them or settings i've never used one with settings the ones that i have are literally plug it in it gets warm End of story. Got it. Yep. They are used a lot in gardening for seed germination. Mm -hmm. Fabulous. That's what we're going to talk about today. But they're also used for fermenting. So when you make um, kombucha bread, stuff like that, often people use them to kind of increase the temperature to make the fermentation happen faster. Okay. So if you're putting your, you know, depths of winter, Mm. you've got your bread rising, are you putting it? Are you sitting it on top of your heat mat or would that yeah. be too Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, look, if you're going to use it for food, like that's a different discussion. There are a few slightly different ways to do it. But more pointing out, firstly, that it has multiple uses in your life. But secondly, sometimes these the same item is sold under different names. And it's the, the exact same thing. Literally. You've got you, – you take it from your kitchen to your garden. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you're just buying one. Yeah, yep. And the third thing it's often used for and often sold for is for reptiles. So, <laughs> so I wasn't people, expecting that. No. So for people that have pet reptiles, you need a way, like you know how like a lizard will go sit on a rock a that's rock, been in the sun yeah. to like warm up. So in your house, this is a way to like replicate it. You have a electric heat mat that the lizard or the snake can go lay on to warm up. It is surprising if you – searched heat mat right now i bet you the option to come up before anything to do with gardening would be reptiles i don't know who these people are with reptiles yeah. but apparently there's a few of them and how's this venn diagram of reptile owning bread baking fermenting yeah. seed germinators <laughs> look mine personally uses the fermenting and the seed germination i don't have any reptiles no but reptiles. if you had if you <laughs> if you were kicking goals on all three Imagine the bang for your buck. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going to buy one of these. It's going to cost you about 40 bucks. Sure. And you can use it for all three things. You you can use it for all three (laughs) things. 
I also, I bought mine on eBay. I've got a few, but the first one I bought was on eBay and it was advertised for reptiles. There you that go. Was the, like, okay, so don't be put off. If you see it advertised on reptiles. <laughs> no, all good. It still will do the, it'll do the trick. It'll do the trick. It's the same thing. And they're all the same size? Some of them are slightly bigger than others. Okay. They'll often be slightly more expensive, but for all intents and purposes, they're roughly the same size. It just depends on how. Like how many seeds you want to yeah. stick on it. But, you know, say one, say a smaller size was an A4 piece of paper. That would be about the smallest one I've mm-hmm. got. And the bigger one might be an A4 piece of paper plus 50%. There's those A4 pieces of paper again. Very handy <laughs> in gardening podcasts. Who would have thought? <laughs> so they're, they're different, right? But it's not. we're not talking about, you know, an A4 piece of paper and a bed. Like yeah. that, You yeah. know, you're not getting massive ones. Yeah. They're all about the same. But factor that in, probably if they're a bit more expensive, that would be why. Okay. I feel like the scene is set. I think so too. Why would you want one? Why would you want one? Here's the big question. So as a gardener, so let me first say. Oh, that's a really good point. Why would you want one as a gardener? We're not here to talk about reptiles or breeding bread. <laughs> yeah, I just thought I should drop that in. As a gardener. Now, if you do not container grow – this is not useful to you. In your garden. In your garden. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what container growing is, go back and listen to the episode. Yeah, last week's episode on what to grow in late winter and also our container grow episode, which was I think back in season one. Yeah, yeah, ages ago because it's so fundamental. If you were direct sowing, so your seeds are going from the seed packet into the garden bed, there is no option to use a heat map. Okay, right. so you can you're never lying it on top of your garden bed. Well, look, you could try, but <laughs> <laughs> what you get to struggle with first off is that you got to have the thing plugged in. Yep. So it needs power. So yep. this is jumping a little bit, but it annoys the crap out of me that I can't use it in my greenhouse because I don't have any power. Yes. Okay. So that limits down because we when we were talking last week, we've got the few options that we had mm. for container growing mm. are. Your kind of fixed greenhouse, mm. those big portable greenhouses that you can walk into but will mm-hmm. still pack up and down, and then your kind of fridge size and then your small size like mm-hmm. the one I've got, which we said was an A4 squared but not an A4 squared. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Good so when are you So when – it really depends. I guess you could use it in all three, but it just depends on where your power is. Exactly. you got to have the power. We'll come to that because that does create somewhat of a – a functional difficulty but look let's just talk about why you'd want it first sure we'll go back to this when container growing you can use it to heat up your soil that your seeds are in and by heating up the soil we encourage the germination to happen faster every seed will have a quite large range of temperatures that it will germinate at but the warmer the faster it germinates. Mm-hmm. So as a keeny, right, the optimal temperature to germinate is between 20 and 25 degrees. Ah, that's quite warm. Yeah, it is. And fun fact, different crops have vastly different ideal temperatures, vastly. For some crops that would be way too hot and for some crops that would be too cold. Does it have to be a consistent temperature for germination or can it just be like peaks throughout the day? You're going to get the best results with a consistent temperature. Okay. But that's unrealistic in life. But the more consistent you can keep it. So 20 to 25 degrees 
Celsius, that's not happening for you and I right now on any given day. Mm. But even if it did happen, even if tomorrow got to 20. Oh, it'll be 20 for five minutes. and It'll be 25 minutes and then overnight it's going to be freezing, zero, freezing yeah. again. So, you know, you can see how a heat mat could really be a game changer in keeping that consistent temperature. Mm-hmm. So at 20 to 25, a zucchini might germinate in four days. That's quick. Very quick. Hard and fast going good. A zucchini will germinate at a minimum of 15 degrees, but that might take two weeks. Got it. So by having it on the heat mat, it happens a lot faster, which is You're very effectively convenient. like quartering the time. Yeah. Oh, it is night and day. And where I am right now, late winter, mm. I could not germinate a zucchini seed. And the reason why we contain a grow is to give us more space, more mm. time in mm. the soil. Uh-huh. So you're not putting your seeds in at the beginning of spring. You've already got a plant. Yeah, a plant that you're putting mm. in that's had four weeks of growing. Uh-huh. So as far as getting the biggest crops you can or the biggest harvest you can, we're not in the crop business, we're in the harvest business, this is the way to do it. The second reason why a heat mat is brilliant is the faster thing is great, but sometimes we literally cannot germinate something with the temperatures we've got. Mm. So like I said, with my zucchini, if I wanted to germinate it without a heat mat today, I could not do it. Is that the end of the world? No, because maybe in three weeks I could do it, but I'll be three weeks behind on the schedule. Mm -hmm. So I would like to do it today. So the heat mat will give us that. But something like a chili, right? A chili needs has an absolute minimum of 20 degrees to germinate. Ooh. But is best around 30 degrees. Now, where I am in the mountains in Victoria, I almost could never germinate a chili. Mm. Even if I could in the peak of summer germinate a chili, it's not going to have enough growing time to give me a harvest of chilies before it gets cold again in late autumn. Mm. So if I wanted to grow a chili from seed, my only option is a heat mat. You said at the beginning that people have fan-dangled heat mats that have all the different temperature controls. Like that's Mm. why they'd need it because they've got different seeds that they're germinating at different temperatures that some are really hot and some are less hot. Or their reptile just has like a preference. But you're exactly right. Your chili is best around 30 degrees. Your zucchini, 30 degrees is actually too hot. So it's going to have problems at 30. In the same way, it'll still germinate probably, but in the same way, 15 is the minimum it can handle, but it's not ideal. 30 might be the maximum it can handle, but also not ideal. So you're right, Different. the fluctuations are good. How do you manage that with uh, you want to germinate a chili and a zucchini? Hmm. you got one heat mat. Hmm. How do you manage that? Your first thing is you're never going to have this managed to a degree. Mm-hmm. You're just not. Commercial greenhouses, I'm sure, do. We are not going to. I would say if the thing's sitting around 25, the zucchini's going to be slightly on the warmer side, the chili's going to be slightly on the cool side, they're both going to go. Okay. What I want people to know is this is not necessary. You do not need a heat mat. Okay? We've all, we're all gardening very successfully without a heat mat. But – if you are really keen on growing for seed, from seed and you're very conscious of getting your crops in as early as possible, a heat mat is going to really help the situation. If you live somewhere really cold like I do, also really going to help the situation. Mm-hmm. Again, not essential, but it's going to help. 
if you've got a time crunch, so if it's getting a bit late in the season and you're like, shit, I need those zucchinis in yeah. or I'm not going to get my zucchinis, then doing it on a heat mat is going to prop- like is going to germinate the seed so much faster than if we put it in the ground because at night it gets quite cold. And so that it just stays sit- sitting on the heat mat for the four days or however long it takes for it to germinate. Well, shall we get into literally how you do it Yes, then? yes, yes. Let's okay. do that. Oh, sorry. And the last reason why you would have it is if you want to grow things that have very fussy germination temperatures like chilies. Mm-hmm. The other option is you go to the nursery and you let someone else oh, stuff yeah. around with buy, this. Buy a chili seedling and, buy a chili. and off you go. And this I put on Instagram a couple of weeks ago a little video about chilies and my tip in that was if you're a beginner, just buy them yeah. as seedlings. Because, and this is exactly the reason why, because the germination temperature is very hard to manage. Yeah, so maybe if you're in a warmer part, like yeah, give it a crack. But if you're in the colder, just go, go from a seedling. Exactly. I don't – I used to grow chilies from seed on heat mats, blah, blah, blah. I can't be asked these days. I buy a couple of chili plants. Sure. Yeah. But you do you. But there's your options. But don't think you need to – you don't have to buy one. And you know in last week's episode when we talked about your mini greenhouse and I said put it inside, you might put that on a windowsill which is very sunny during the day and that warms up quite nicely. But that greenhouse is very small, A4 paper as discussed, (laughs) that at night will cool down quite significantly. Mm. Is this the end of the world for a seed? No, but it's not an ideal, like it's it's ideal to keep it more consistent. Sure. So the heat mount's going to do that. So let's talk about the literal. You get your heat map, you plug it in. That's going to create your first set of problems because you've got to find somewhere to plug it in. I do this more often than not in my laundry or on my kitchen bench. Okay. Could you – because there's no foliage yet, could you do it in a garage? Yep. And if you had a plug that's outside, like sometimes people have tool plug for tools, et cetera, mm-hmm. Could you do it outside too? You can. The mats are waterproof. Mm-hmm. So if it rained on it, it's fine, but you can't submerge them in water. Like you wouldn't want oh, them to end yeah, up. yeah, yeah, sure. You wouldn't want it like in a bucket outside and then it rains and it kind of like sits with water in it. Yeah. But if it gets wet outside, fine. Yeah, I would. I wish I had a plug outside that And make. sometimes people have them like plugs like below, like underneath what's the right, like a roof, but like I yeah, can't think yeah. what's the right outdoor term. Oh, like, like a balcony, like a veranda. Like a, yeah, but like in a roof. <laughs> you know how you have people yeah. have outdoor dining and they've yeah. got a roof on them. <laughs> isn't that a veranda? I, but if, isn't a veranda the thing that you stand on? Oh, okay. What's the actual roof part called? It doesn't matter. A gazebo. A gazebo. <laughs> Who knows? Well, wherever you got a power cord, go for it. <laughs> One tip I'll give you because I've made this mistake is if you sit this on your kitchen bench or laundry or whatever it is, even the mat is going to be quite warm. Like, again, not hot to touch. No one, no one's going to burn themselves touching this. But I did notice in one spot that I had it, because I might have it there for a month doing mm-hmm. batch after batch, it slightly discoloured my bench. Ah, oh, okay. Now, I've had it in a few places. It didn't affect It didn't affect my kitchen bench, but on my laundry bench, I noticed something a bit weird going on. Okay. So hot tip, if you're putting it on a surface that you like the look of, maybe put a plastic container underneath it or just something to raise it up, right? Hot tip, pun intended. Hot tip, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
I can't even remember if it's still like that, but when I took it up, when I picked it off, the like peeled it off my laundry bench for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just make sure you're paying attention to what you put. Yeah. It's, it's hot. You're putting it on something. Yeah. I mean, look, if you had it there for a day, I don't think anything's going to ever come of anything, mm. but you're sitting it there for like a month, yeah. perhaps it's problematic. So yeah, pick somewhere to put it with a plug. That's your first situation. If I could put it in my greenhouse, I absolutely would because that would be easiest, but mm-hmm. wherever you can find it. Then you're going to want to sit your seedlings on top of the mat. Now, if you're doing this on your kitchen bench and you put your little punnets straight on the mat, that's going to make a real big mess because you're going to need to water those punnets Mm. and, you know, soil is going to fall out and there's going to be water running anywhere. So what you need to do is get like a plastic tray. Yep. Sit that, and for you with the mini greenhouse, it it comes in a plastic tray. It comes with a plastic tray. You're going to sit that plastic tray directly on the mat. And then you're going to put your little containers of soil and seeds on that. Mm -hmm. If you have a mini greenhouse and it has a lid, that's a great thing to still use, the lid, because that's going to encourage humidity. Mm -hmm. So we like that. If you don't have a lid, don't worry about it. If you've got one, great, put it on. Then you're just going to let it go, right? The same way you would if you'd planted them in the mini greenhouse without the heat mat. Okay. You never turn the heat mat on and off. You just leave it on 24-7. Things to know, though, is your seedlings are going to need a lot more water than what they would have otherwise because, like all things, the warmer they are, the faster they dry mm. out. So a big mistake I think people make is they're used to watering seedlings not very often at this time of year, but then they start using a heat mat. You might need to water your seedlings every day without fail. Mm-hmm. But because you've got that tub thing they're sitting in, it's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Is it clear how we're doing this before I get into some problems? Yeah, it actually seems pretty straightforward. Find a plug, stick your seeds on it. Pretty much. <laughs> you can put pots straight on it if you really wanted, but I just wouldn't advise it. Yeah. Trays are good. Simple as that. Okay, some problems. It can actually get too hot. I've never found this to be a problem, but apparently other people do. Because okay. if it gets, say you're doing your zucchinis and it's, getting up to like 30 degrees, then that might be a problem. Maybe if your house is quite warm anyway and you're using a heat mat. And it's in the sun. And there's like smaller pots so there's like less soil for it to heat up. Mm. Blah, blah. It can get too hot. People crap on about sticking thermometers in your soil and checking this. I've never done that in my life. (laughs) I couldn't be bothered. But if you're feeling it, if you're feeling these pots and you're like, shit, these are burning up Mm. or you're having some problem with the seedlings and they're not going the way you are and you're like, this is too hot. What you can do is just elevate your tray slightly off the mat. Okay. you could put some chopsticks or something on it just to give it a bit of space to reduce the heat. So I'm not saying go out and buy one of the fancy ones with a thermostat. You can just, the further off the tray it is, the less heat is going to go. If, for example, you have your your zucchini Mm. and it's got too hot and after Mm. four days you've got nothing, Mm. is that seed dead? No, I keep going. Okay. If two weeks. So adjust the heat. Well, I mean, conversely, it could be not hot enough and it hasn't hit yet. Yeah, so so do some troubleshooting, but the seeds don't, don't die in these conditions. No. It might be one of those – I mean, we have talked about how some seeds just don't germinate. Well, that's it. If you had a whole tray of different things and nothing is germinating, Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. But if some things are germinating, then 
I wouldn't be so worried about the thing that didn't. Because mm-hmm. as you say, you're never going to have a 100% success rate, never. And even I will plant, and I have seen this literally, I'll plant the same seed in the same tray on the same heat mat and one will germinate days before the others. Yep. Like they have their own personalities, mm-hmm. you know. So don't be stressed. But if it's two weeks and it's sitting on a heat mat and you've got nothing, there's a problem. What actually could be the problem is at some point you dried it out too much. Um. If you've got a lid on it, that's actually going to help because that's going to contain some of the moisture and the evaporation and that environment is nicer. So, I mean, you could get like a plastic container and just put it upside down on top of this setup as well and that will help regulate the moisture and the humidity. Mm-hmm. But not necessary. I don't do it. The thing you got to watch out for, and this is not due to the heat mat, but just every time your container growing inside, the second you see a shooty uppy, you have to move it. If you've got this thing in a garage in the dark, you get a shooty uppy and it's got no sunlight, it's cactus. So you've got to move it because you need sun or you've got to move it because it's too hot? For- no, because it needs sun. Okay. It's actually not too hot at all. It would happily keep growing. Mm-hmm. So you could leave it on the heat mat, but- what I found in my experience anyway is wherever I can plug it in is never going to be enough sun Mm. for the seedlings. And what is a real pain that I didn't factor in is I might have a tray of stuff and shit is germinating at different times. So it's not like I plant it all and then a week later I'm like, okay, this whole tray now moves outside. It's like, oh, this punnet needs to move outside and this zucchini's come up already. So it's like – once they start coming, it's like you just need five minutes a day to be like, okay, who's up? Where are you going? Right. And then you've got to have somewhere to put it, right? Because if you've had this on the bench in this warm environment and it's friggin' freezing outside, you can't just whack it outside. It needs to be in a greenhouse or something. And so that conversation that we had about hardening off, like mm. you really need to think about that yeah. for seeds that you germinate on your heat mat. Yes, the same way with all seeds it's the same discussion yeah but what i think is particularly tricky with the heat mat is say for me growing a zucchini late winter remember earlier in the episode i said minimum 15 degrees that's never going to happen for me so if i grow it inside on heat mat the thing germinates where where am i going to put it in the in between mm. stage forget hardening off i can't i just can't put it outside so for me i can then take it from the heat mat to my greenhouse which is going to protect it enough but you need that halfway house. So for you, if you've only got one mini greenhouse and you've got half your seedlings on that, on the heat mat inside, and you've got half of them shooting up, you can't just go stick them on your deck. You really still need them in that mini greenhouse, but in a different spot. Tricky. Mm. It is a bit tricky. This is why I can see the appeal of seedlings from a nursery. <laughs> and you know what? You give this a shot, it doesn't work. Just go and buy a seedling. Mm, totally. I think at this time of year with a heat mat, the easiest stuff to grow is your cumbits. So cucumbers, zucchinis, pumpkins, melons, those seeds are really easy. And the other reason why I like them is like one zucchini seed, give you one zucchini plant. Most people only need one zucchini plant. Mm, Indeed. So whereas something like lettuce or radishes yeah you need a bunch you need a bunch so you're going to have to manage a bunch of seedlings Mm. not that you'd ever grow either of those things on a heat mat really but you see what i mean like you get more bang for buck yeah like a pumpkin you know you just grow one of them and it's going to give you heaps so yeah it's hot property literally hot property literally (laughs) so if you if you came from growing from seed and you haven't had as much success with it as you'd like this could be a good way to level up 
last little use for the old heat mat in the garden is if you grow, if you're growing stuff from cuttings, so when we did the hardwood cuttings oh, yes. episode, a lot of people put their cuttings on a heat mat to encourage the roots to grow. And this makes sense because we did the cuttings episode in winter and then it's pretty cold, so it would be quite slow for them to root up. Yeah. So if you put it on a heat mat, that can encourage that. So that's another use for it. I actually have never done it, but I've read a lot that people do. I'd probably have better success with my cuttings if I did. Yeah, okay. So Cool. Yeah. Are you tempted to get one? Mm. The thing is, is you have to be keen as mustard to grow from seed. Mm. To start with, I think if I was dead keen to grow from seed, I would mm. be getting one. This is, oh gosh, this is a really big question. You've opened Pandora's box. I've actually got to plan <laughs> my spring garden. You do. And then I can work out what I want to grow from seed, what I want to grow from seedling. Mm. Obviously, tomatoes will be in there because mm. crack for gardeners. So I am a few steps away from deciding whether I'm going to get one mm. or not. Oh, here's another thing in the consideration. Are we really in squeezy juice territory right now? Yeah. <laughs> So the big question, is the juice worth the squeeze? This is where we look at the effort-reward ratio of today's topic. The categories are superstar, high effort, high reward. Completing this will make you feel like an absolute rock star. Best on ground, low effort, high reward. Quick wins and fill-ins, low effort, low reward. And finally, the wooden spoon, high effort, but not much reward. Here's another consideration for it is if your house is really warm, which mine is not, then maybe you don't need a heat mat inside in your mini greenhouse would be warm enough. But I'm not really one for the heating. So for me, a heat mat will drastically change the indoor temperature of my seedlings. But if you're running it like, you know, you've got little kids or whatever and you're running a hot house, then maybe your greenhouse is hot enough. And I also think that what I did grow from seed last year – was fine. Yeah. Well, there you go. If it's not broke, don't fi- like. Yeah. Don't fix it. So as far as squeezy juice goes, it's low effort, obviously. Mm. I mean, forty bucks or mm. maybe less. Maybe less. Yeah. You can use it for multiple purposes. <laughs> so many. It's <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's a one-time investment is it what is. I'm saying, and yeah. it's not a huge expense. No. When you look at the the amount of money you save by growing from seed versus seedling, it does pay for itself. Yes, yes. And you can keep it for, you know, multiple years. Mm. So, you know, factor that in. Mm. So low effort, 100%. It sounds to me without having used one that it's high reward. Mm. It is high reward. Look, for me, it's really, really helpful. But I don't think it would be as helpful to everyone. Yeah, right. Like if you – I mean, I have sunny spots inside mm. where it, it gets warm. Mm. So, you know, that's another factor for like whether you might need it or mm. not. But if you do think you need it, it sounds like it's, it's easy. it will be a huge reward. Yeah. yeah. If you don't need it, you don't need it, mm. on you go. Exactly. I think you said it perfectly actually. If, if you're growing – if you're container growing early spring to get a head sign in your crops and you're having no problems – with it, then carry on. Mm. But if you've got problems, yeah, invest in one. Um, Look, just the PowerPoint thing gives me the shits. That's (laughs) literally, if the thing was like battery powered, I'd have them all over the shop. 
do you know what you could do? And this really falls into, you know how we've asked our guests before what like mm. their dream thing in the garden would mm. be. You could put like a mini solar panel on your greenhouse and then charge, you know, run your heat mat from your mini solar panel. Well, funny you say that because I do have a solar panel. Oh, do you? <laughs> I do. And that's what runs my watering system. Ah. But. No plug in the greenhouse. Uh, well, one, there's no plug in the greenhouse, but worse than that is in winter, it doesn't generate enough power. Okay. So, and that doesn't bother me because in winter, I don't use my watering systems. So in summer, yep. it gener- mm-hmm. generates plenty of power. I can run my watering system. In winter, it doesn't. So what I had is I had this mini solar power bank that like hardcore campers use when they're like off grid. <laughs> <laughs> of course I did. I had that set up in my greenhouse with my heat mat, but it just did not consistently hit. Yeah. Okay. So look, if there's if there, if there's an option here, I've tried it. Yeah, sure. And I mean, I short it. of setting up a wind farm in your garden, I'm not sure what other options you've got. <laughs> Literally, but yeah, look, dream thing would be if the greenhouse had power all year round. Also, I fully appreciate that using power to grow in the garden is not particularly efficient or environmentally friendly. But a heat mat uses such little power. This is not a big deal. And if you think about, you know, the amount of resources you're saving resources by growing your own food. Yeah. And if you buy seedlings, and you know I'm a fan of seedlings, and I still think they're way better for the environment than buying food. Oh, yes. Like the, the seedlings you get from the nursery would have a much big, like greater carbon Oh, footprint my goodness. Than, like yeah. having seen the places that they're grown, like, yeah, there's a lot of resources, a lot of resources going into that. But don't I, – no, I don't think anyone should stress too much about this. No, no, there. I don't like, want them to. I'm yeah. not stressed about it. But I can I can just anticipate the question or the yeah. comment. Yeah. So just, I'm ahead just, of you on that. Do it if you need it. Don't do it if you don't need it. Exactly. But just get some seeds in. Get some seeds in. <laughs> Rooting for You is hosted by Elise and Tess. You can find us on Instagram at Rooting for You Pod or email Rooting for You at elisealexandra.com.